0: Yes, we're back, back again. I thought I'd change it up, but we're back. What's up, Pat? How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. It is good
1: to be back. Day out, day of a new season of Survivor. Best day
0: of year, uh, best day of the year, and it comes twice a year. I can't, I can't wait for the next season of Survivor: Edge of Extinction. Mm. We are got nothing for you. Uh, per the previous metric, we have quoted. Survivor podcast that my mom knows about. We are the number one Survivor podcast in the world. Wow. Uh, happy to be back uh, in the preview episode, One of my favorite episodes of the year. Yes, it is. It's,
1: it's the most fun. Uh, we will inevitably be doing some backtracking once we learn that some of these people are way nicer than we'll give them credit for. But it's always fun to just kind of make some wild, wild guesses about what we're
0: about to see on
1: a new, a new breed of Survivor.
0: The, the best thing about it is just you get an opportunity to judge people before you actually see anything resembling their character because mm-hmm. with the exception of one person, I didn't watch any videos or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I've actually seen one person as well. I've seen one person and, um, and obviously the four returning players. So 75% I don't know anything about outside of a headshot in right. the bio.
0: Good, good, good. Uh, before we jump into... This specific episode, we're going to say a couple of things. We are recommitting to the social media game. So I'm going to be running the Twitter feed, tweeting live during the East Coast broadcast of every episode that I can. Uh, If I can't, I will throw a message up there letting you know that I can't. But it is at gotnothingforyou. That is the number four. So if you ever want to follow along, give us a shout. Uh, And Pat, I think you are going to be doing something as well.
1: Yeah, mostly just making memes on Instagram. Uh, trying to engage with with fans there uh, not going to be do, doing fans. much live I might, I might watch an episode live if it so pleases me um, maybe the merge sewed that 's always a
0: fun one it 's a great sede
1: yeah make uh, it yeah
0: and then outside of that we, we are going to be looking forward to uh, posting on a more Regular cadence, we have heard the feedback. Uh, so hoping that episodes are gonna go up every Monday, maybe Sunday night, but in that time frame because uh, we are going to be recording on the weekends. the midnight recording is a little uh, non-sustainable for me as I get older.
1: Understandable understandable. but yeah uh, <laughs> hopefully give you something fresh for your for your morning commute and then you know you, you know your next episode of Survivor will just be two days away. so I think it works for everybody.
0: Alright, so for a lot of the people that are fans of the show, you already know this, but what we are doing this season is a fantasy tribe where, uh, we'll, we'll post. The, I'll post the rules to Twitter so we don't have to get into it right now, but essentially rules. Patrick and myself uh, uh, along with a bunch of friends of the pod are going to be creating their own fantasy tribes and earning points through various things that they can do throughout the season. So in a given episode, you know, maybe they've done something like... Uh, Kissed another tribe mate, you get a certain amount of points for that, but the bulk of the points comes from making it further in the game. So what we are going to do today is a bit of a got-nothing-for-you tradition in judging people that we do not know, uh, with a little bit more of a format this year. So what we're going to do is we are going to run through each of the 18 castaways and spend just a minute on each of them. We're going to kind of ping-pong this back and forth, uh, and I'm going to start uh but patrick that sounds good to you
1: yeah how would we uh how will we know when the minute's up i don't want to ramble too much
0: (laughs) great question let me know if this is too loud i do have a service bell app on my phone oh really oh i think that's perfect all right so let me get the let me get the stopwatch going and i will be talking about none other than i actually took notes and i only wrote the war dog down so i don't know what his name is dan the war dog to silva and we are starting now. So the thing about Dan, the war dog, Da Silva, is that he didn't really, you know, in relation to everyone else, he didn't really say anything in his bio. His bio is like three lines in comparison to everything else. So he's really just begging me to judge him um, off of the only thing he did say, which is that he's had, he has more sex appeal than most people have ever had. And it really seems like the only thing that's remotely unique about him is the fact that he has a Brooklyn Nets tattoo. So I'm just not really buying into Dan DeSilva war dog. Um, he, he he doesn't seem like he has a piece of hair on his body. I, I I'm just I'm not about him. I don't know. It's a vibe that that I have and I'm not a fan. I don't know if you had any thoughts, Pat, but that is that is sort of my less than a minute take on on the man.
1: Yeah, no disrespect to the man, but uh, he's still in school. He's 38 years old, and he gave himself the nickname The War Dog. He will not be in my top five. Uh, but moving on to Reem Daly. And, you know, that, that I'll probably have to backtrack on. Thank you for your service, Dan The War Dog. Uh, but Reem Daly, she's from Fairfax, Virginia. <laughs> Fairfax, Virginia, from Ashburn, Virginia. So she's one of my people. No- Northern Virginia, stand up. Uh, she seems to kind of have a fun little energy about her. I like her. I worry for her early in uh, you know a situation where people don't know each other. The older women and men seem to be the easy votes at the at the top. But uh, I think she's, she's going to be wrong. here. Yeah, I think she's going to be here for some entertainment. I think she's going to be here for a good time, not a long time. Pet peeves being intolerance and bad manners <laughs> and slackers <laughs> and snobs. Uh, she's she's going to stir some things up at camp. Um, but can't wait to see her do it because I think she's going to be just an absolute
0: joy. I tried to write down some takes on each of these people. My main point with Reem is, uh, I don't know, I like Reem. She seems like a sweet, sweet old lady, but uh, I, I echo all of your uh, concerns about her. I think she might be early fodder for keeping the, the tribe strong. Ooh, bing! Okay, I missed it. Uh, Big Dick Rick <laughs> Devins. Uh, he seems like he can be one of two ways for me. I think he could either be the next James Derwin, which you know, as long as we are blessed to have him in this world, I'm I'm super excited to keep him on the show. Um, hopefully, he doesn't put his socks into into the rice container. Uh, You're or boiling in any
1: way That's one of the more divisive be. things in this show.
0: He could be a Cochran Sorry. too, though. Um, no, no worries. I, I think you know I have a hard time imagining that a morning news anchor isn't self aware or charismatic. Um, so I could I could see him going sort of the Cochrane route and being a strong player and someone who is cerebral. I think he's probably not as smart as Cochran, but that's really based on nothing as well. Um, my last sort of concern is that he's an Eagle Scout. Have you ever met an Eagle Scout that wasn't a complete fucking weirdo?
1: Uh, yeah, but weirdos can win this game. You know, he, he he compares himself to uh to Cochran, so that might be. Right, Cochrane was weird as fuck. Oh and we're on to Wendy Diaz. <laughs> um small business owner of what I don't know. Um she's from LA where I live now, Devin. I don't know if you plan this out, but that's it's an interesting uh, first two for me. Um I don't really have much of a a, a thing to say. You know, she seems to just be her, her three words to describe her, um, idiosyncratic, fun-loving, and spontaneous. Like, it sounds no like word. a dating app. I don't I don't know. I was really worried, we were worried pronouncing it because it doesn't look like a word. Uh, but, you know, I took it at face value. Uh, GlobalTV.com seems like a
0: reliable we publication. Write, we should just write Tinder bios for everyone that we don't really have anything to say about. And, and I think idiosyncratic is probably the end of hers. Yeah. And she thinks she'll win Survivor
1: because she has agility and cunningness, which is a tricky word to say without going into some uh, unwanted yeah. territories.
0: But She's not going to win. She's the first to go home. First to go home. Big take. Lauren O'Connell. Hi, Lauren. Um, I actually think Lauren might go really far. She was she was on the freaking Baylor soccer team, so she's, she's definitely oh, athletic. Um, but, you know, because we've seen that thing where it happens um, where people that win immunity challenges don't really get the clout that they deserve as, as much as, like, social and strategic moves i think that the athleticism might almost work against her like like she seems grounded she might win an immunity challenge or two which is great um which should make her a big threat but i feel like that might ultimately like convince her that she doesn't need to make a big social move and then like the fact that she hasn't made it already she'll start to get in her head and she'll convince herself that she's smart she's cute she doesn't need to I just feel like the, the cute younger girl, like I've seen this story before, and I don't need to paint in broad strokes, but I'm absolutely going to for the rest of the podcast, I think she goes far, but she doesn't bring it home. And that's a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have a longer thing to say on her, and you might hear more about her later, but we are on to Keith Sowell. Um, Keith just posing like a goddamn champion in this thing. But he's a pre, <laughs> pre-med student, um, he's from... He's from Fayetteville, North Carolina, home of J. Cole, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. So he's got my heart right off of that. Um, shout out Tim Crowley. Um, I really like him. You know, I think that he might have trouble. Kind of, I think he might have a journey on the show to really form his identity. I think he might be one of those people who really struggles with his age uh, and you know some of his. Pet peeves when self absorbed people talk about all the money they have and the things they've done. Uh, you know, reading his bio, he comes from pretty humble beginnings um, and he has a lot of conviction. He also won the uh, Jackie Robinson Scholarship, which uh, I gave, they gave out 63 of those to 3,500 applicants. So the man also has some ability. I think we're going to see a long and growth filled
0: journey for Keith, even though we might have some tumultuous times early. I'm worried he's going to realize that, or he doesn't realize that Survivor's not a book report. Chris Underwood, my hope with Christopher is that he is the next Michael Yerger, Um, but I don't think that's true or really even remotely possible. Um, I do love that he says that two of his favorite contestants, the contestants that he's most like are Malcolm, whom I adore, and Rob, who's probably my favorite Survivor ever. Uh, So I'm a big fan of his. I'm like really rooting for him. Like I want him to be good. He's in sales. He's affable. He says he can cook and fish and swim and all that shit. I guess it'd be weird if you you could... Okay. Anyway, um, I'm really big on this dude. I, my, I think my my only concern about him is that I'm like absolutely gonna fucking hate him because I want to like him, and I never want to like any of these people. So I'm rooting for him. I, I, I hope I, he he looks athletic. He looks like he'll be good in challenges, and that he he has a little bit of that charm because he's a he's a relatively good looking dude. I'm gonna give you six seconds back so you can talk about this next one. I wanted to say one more thing on Chris, I
1: think he works for Tesla, oh, which is a professional competitor of mine, so I am not about Chris. Moving on <laughs> to the one, the only, my queen, Kelly Wentworth. Oh my gosh, so we're, I mean, Devin, how long do I Goat. have? Seven minutes? Uh, yeah, we're okay. going two. Okay, well, I don't need to spend that long, but I could spend longer. We could do a whole episode about Kelly, and I'm gushing without even saying anything. Kelly, this is her third <laughs> season, she was on season 29 and made such an impression on that season. One of the most iconic moments in my Survivor fandom um, when she heard Wentworth does not count nine times after playing an Immunity Idol at 12, and in a three to nine split of the vote, won. One of the best ones ever. She was on two seasons later where... We were robbed of an epic final council between her and Jeremy Collins. Jeremy Collins ended up sweeping. Spoiler alert: You guys should already know this by now. With me, uh, spoiler alert: Jeremy <laughs> Collins sweeps the vote there. Ten votes. Her, if it, it, it was just down to the final uh, immunity, Jeremy won. Whoever, whichever one of them lost, wasn't going to go to the final. Uh, but man, she was she was phenomenal in that season as well. And I'm thrilled to have her back. Something you, that we can know about her previous times on this: She has been at the bottom and always on the bottom. And I believe. In the, I believe she finished fourth in her second time around, and then fifth or sixth in her first time around. Um, Mm -hmm. So, I I really think that you know, as far as grit, as far as being a returning player with some clout, and like wondering whether or not she can maneuver her way through, I'm not worried about it. Lock, she's a lock for post merge, and there's very few people who are more dangerous post merge than Kelly Wentworth. So, I think this this is this
0: is the one to watch, in my opinion. Oh, big Wentworth fan. I'm a huge Wentworth fan. That's probably one of my, like, five favorite Survivor moments of all time. The Wentworth doesn't count. She just didn't tell anyone about the idol. It was incredible. Um, Huge fan. Can't wait to see what she does. I hope she makes it uh, far. Yeah. Uh, This is officially the returning player portion of today's episode. So the next one being David Wright, who is maybe the best example of a preseason pick gone wrong. I, I can't remember if I picked him to go home before the season, Or if I said after the first episode that that man has absolutely no effing shot look at him. Um, (laughs) But he's really like one of my favorite sort of, I I don't know if you could say like rag to riches stories, but he's just Mm -hmm. so paranoid. And that was so apparent early in the game. And he just kind of found his footing and he he pushed all the way through to the penultimate episode. It's like one of the things that you love to see about Survivor is the fish out of... Well, that's what I should have said. Fish out of water. Uh, The fish out of water sort of like finding his way in this world that he has just absolutely no business being in. I think he still has the potential to shoot himself in the foot kind of early. Uh, And I might not pick him for my fantasy tribe, but he is someone that every time he's on the show... I will continually, continually, continually root for him. I'm just, I'm just a big fan. Yeah. I. Sorry. Did you want to say anything about him? I, I cut you off. Yeah. Oh,
1: okay. you know, I loved him. Uh, he and to give people a little, little um, background, he was another person that, like Wentworth, was sent home right before going to final tribal council. So he's the very last person voted out. Played a fantastic game. Probably would have won the show had he made it to the end. Uh, and, and you know, he, it's it, like you mentioned, probably the most growth. I've seen out of anybody. And Joe Anglum is my next guy here.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, good Lord. I wish I had a fucking bell. I can't do shit. Uh, so Joe Anglum, um, you know, this guy, he's been on the show now three times. Uh, this is his third time, like Kelly Wentworth. He has not made it as far as Kelly. And the reason why is he is a physical beast. He has gone on a couple immunity runs. Was that intentional? No. Oh, you just don't want to talk about
0: Joe? No, I don't like Joe, but no, that wasn't intentional.
1: No. Yeah, I know you don't like Joe. I mean, I, I we talked about it last episode. I think his arc's going to be simple. He's going to be too valuable to get rid of um, at the, the tribe stage, and then at the individual immunity stage, they have to vote him out the first possible chance they get because he's too big of a threat to go on an immunity streak, and then they will never be able to get him out. So I think that I don't see that narrative changing for him, though I don't think we've ever really seen him get to play the game. So I wonder if there's more there. Um... And I just finished wondering, there is not. That's going to be as hard.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I, I can finish that thought for you. There, there's absolutely uh, not, nothing else there. Aubrey didn't write her last mm. name down. Rotten
1: Another great Co- example
0: of an early season thought being completely unfounded. In Coa I, I, I was like not an Aubrey fan. She's this chick from Boston who just like could not handle the fact that she got a sunburn on an island. Um, I don't know if you could be more cliche than that, but she started to win me over because she is just so smart with her social game. And I felt like she was like kind of that embodiment of something you hear where you're always trying to find the crack in the Alliance. I respect her because like her back's up against the wall. I always know she's going to like look for the opportunity to further her game. Even, even when like there's absolutely nothing she can do. She's, she's going to throw shit at the wall and just see what sticks. And she's always just like looking for an opportunity to give you a great survivor moment. Um, I just can't do anything but respect the fuck out of that. If I had to pull a negative out of it, it seems like she got a little bit of like quasi fame in uh, in the first season, and she moved from Boston to LA. So I guess she can go fuck right off. <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, uh, Victoria.
1: Um, she was a new. We're now out of those are our four returning cast members. All you know, as far as cast members go, I'd say they're on the upper echelon or upper half at least of, of you know fans of the. Fans of the pod, you know, so I think we have some some fun people bringing back. But Victoria, totally. uh, young waitress from the the Bronx, seems to have quite a personality, which is not surprised me because she is young and from the Bronx. But you know, she is driven in life by her guinea pig. Um, <laughs> I don't, you know, I was reading this and I was like, okay, 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 and then I just I just lost it. Um, I she had. Basically, she got a sick guinea pig, and that has, and just the strength of the guinea pig has allowed her to, you know, kind of carry on or whatever. I, I don't think that that is the mental fortitude of somebody that's going to succeed on this show. Um, And yeah, this this was this is probably about as harsh as I'm going to get. So I might have to eat these words. But uh, her three words that describe her: controlling, ambitious, and witty. um, I don't think that people are going to ask her how she outwitted, outlasted, and outplayed. She ain't making the merge. She ain't winning the show.
0: Yeah, uh, Sh- chicks from the Bronx are kind of like that painting in Wedding Crashers. They're sexual and violent. They're also kind of fucking terrifying. So I think she's gonna be great television. I just I don't know what's gonna. <laughs> All right, I can cut myself off. Uh, Ron Clark, I I fuck with Ron because um, I think we have some similarities. It sounds like he enjoys making a bet. He he talks about playing roulette uh, directly in his um, his bio. He's also apparently a sore-ass loser, which I'll see you at the weekly meeting. Um, The thing that gives me a little bit of concern, uh, someone that would call himself compassionate and mean girl within two words of each other uh, doesn't seem like someone who's super self-aware. I feel like those can be kind of conflicting thoughts. Uh, But a mean girl who who pets his chow-chow puppies on the belly... I guess it's a little bit of like reading between the lines, but gay men have historically done very, very well on Survivor. So I think I'm a huge Ron Clark fan. I think he's going to be in the fantasy tribe.
1: He also... (laughs) um, Yeah, sorry. um, I I didn't didn't want to cut you off. You want to roll. Um, He did create the Ron Clark Academy, which, um, you know, there's a movie made about it. Uh, so he has a little bit of clout, and so when I was reading his three words, visionary, compassionate, mean girl, he's, he's going to be fun, but I also think he has the ability to back it up, so I, I do like me some Ron Clark. Um, another person I think I'm going to be a fan of is Julia Carter. Uh, Julia is a medical Carter. assistant um, currently residing in Bethesda, Maryland, back near my hometown, not quite my hometown, um, but her pet peeves. Come out my spirit animal because being ignored loud chewing and when people document everything on social media are at the top of my list uh, I think she Pat also is the this? first in her family to graduate college and now she's a... I mean th- those are I mean i've got other pet peeves I got a lot of bugaboos but those okay, are, okay. those three I can re- I, I'm, I'm on board with her there um, Hate loud I don't like fingernails there's yeah, don't eat fruit. There's, I mean, the list goes on. We're not here to talk about me, but her personal claim to fame, being the first to graduate in her family, tells me that you know she has a lot of pride. Uh, you know, I, I have to imagine that she worked for a lot of things that she got in her life. Our biggest inspiration is her mom, so I think she has a very strong foundation. Uh, and the contestant that I mentioned earlier, she says she's most like is Jeremy. Jeremy Collins, one of my favorite ca- cast members ever on this show. So I, I have high hopes for for Julia and. I think with, if, if she is like Jeremy,
0: we're going to see a lot of her and we're going to really like her. Laurel 3.0. <laughs> Eric Haffman. Um, I think I'm into Eric because you know, some people may be put in uh, put off by the, the fact that he's admitting he's not the smartest, coolest, <laughs> or most interesting person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fucking around. I'm, I'm into him. Like Because in Survivor, I think it's a place where the self-aware thrive, and, and that, just, that just might be E-Rock. So... You know, knowing his own limitations is something that's going to make him more focused and suspicious of others. He says that he's going to, he sees a lot of Tony in himself. I feel like he might cater his game towards that sort of always grinding, always hustling. He also has tattoos and distinctly, none of them are for any of the New York basketball teams. So you might just have to uh, sign me up for Mr. Eric. I, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Haifman, Halfman, Uh whatever. Um, I don't know. But his uh, tattoos
1: are at an uneven height, and it bothers me. And I don't want to see him with his shirt off, but we will, so I won't like him. Aurora McCreary is a divorce lawyer from Pensacola, Florida. That's somewhere in Florida. Look it up. Uh, She has... Some some interesting hobbies, uh, rock climbing, which should serve her well when she needs to climb a hundred foot rock to to get something. <laughs> uh, adventure racing, whatever the fuck that is, but it sounds incredible. And brunch, so she's also got that in her locker. Um, you know, I think that the three words describing her: direct, ruthless, and athletic. You know, this this is this is going to be a. Uh, a shooting star maybe it could be one of those things that just flash across the sky comes in real hot goes out real hot but I think that the divorce lawyer she's got to handle some testy situations be cool under pressure I am I'm hoping that she can bring these two things in uh, into in, into unison
0: holy crap I'm just looking I, I googled so cards on the table I didn't even I didn't even start to read Aurora's thing I just wrote I can smell the cigarettes from here I don't even know what that means <laughs> Um, but for adventure racing, I'm just looking at thumbnails of videos and it's people carrying bicycles through like whitewater rapids. So she might be a beast. Yeah. Um, We could be about Aurora. She, I, uh, I honestly, I didn't even, I didn't read her at all. So Julia Rosenberg, Julie Rosenberg. Yeah. Put Um, some respect on that name. I will put some respect on that name because I think I might be a huge fucking fan of Julie Rosenberg. Okay. I said previously I watched one video because I just couldn't get a read on her. Um, I, I, but I, I felt like she might have the it factor. I don't know what that is. She seems understanding. She seems like she's going to have a, a good social game. She she feels understated enough to not draw suspicion or attention in the, in the physical side of the game. But, you know, we've seen it before where people that fit this sort of archetype win immunity challenges down the road uh, by just... Standing on a log or having, you know, having a balance, all that good stuff. Um, Also, New York Jews literally run the fucking world, so maybe she's an absolute boss. She's got two kids, Uh, she's a mom. I I think she might be a force to be reckoned with. I I don't have a ton to like actually back this up (laughs) but it's just a gut feeling she's tied for the oldest castaway i believe Uh, so she's got the worldly experience she can play that mom sort of card to to some of the younger younger folks in the game i'm into julie rosenberg and i think we're gonna see some big ass things let's go jules you notice how every time i do the minute absolutely perfectly (laughs) it's it's
1: uncanny Devin. it is uncanny there's a reason you keep this thing Going, going in a, in a straight line because all I can, all, right. all I know how to do is zigzag and that brings well, us to your minute. we're yeah well I don't got shit to say about this guy last guy <laughs> on the list last guy on the list last contestant and winner of the award for worst tattoo in Survivor history is Gavin Whitson Gavin Whitson is a YMCA program director from Irwin Tennessee 23 years old he seems to have a pretty good sense of humor out of him um, he also seems to be a bit of a dumbass. um and I think that that's going to show. I think he is not going to be as affable as he thinks. I think he is going to rub some people the wrong way, a la the legendary Jacob Derwin. So another guy I think is here for a good time, not a long time. I think we're going to get some last love every minute of it, but I do not see him last in more than two or three episodes.
0: It's a different bell. I don't know if you saw that. The app's got three bells. It's pretty dope. Um, I'm going to say with Gab, I think you're going to be... And, and you might have just kind of admitted it too, I think you're going to be a massive fan. Oh, yeah. I just don't think he's going to be good, but I am going to love him. Right. All right. I think next, let's talk through who your top five are going to be. Calling out one, one very important distinction is you do need mm. to call out an MVP, and that is the person that you think is most likely to win the game of Survivor. If they do indeed win, you get a, a, a ton more points and probably win this little pool that we're doing. Um, you want to go first, Pat? Sure. Uh, I'll start
1: right off with probably the most obvious MVP pick. Uh, I'm going with Kelly Wentworth. I think that she is one of the best people to ever play this game, and I'm not going to bet against her. I think that that also presents a huge target for her, and unfortunately, you know, I think that it's going to be a tough road for her, but if there's anyone who knows how to meander a tough road, it's Kelly Wentworth. So Kelly is going to be my MVP. Um, Next on the team, second round draft pick, uh, is going to be Keith Sowell. We touched on him a little bit. Uh, The kid from Fayetteville, the 19-year-old pre-med student. Uh, The things that I like about uh, Keith, you know, he also relates to Jeremy, uh, but he seems to be very humble, very hardworking, and I think we're going to see some growth out of him. I think that he's going to be a lot like David, but in David's first season. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting out of Keith. Um, Next person on my list, let me find her on this thing. War dog, no, not picking him. I am um, <laughs> going to go with with Julia Carter. You're the. This is who you dubbed Laurel Laurel 3.0, even though I believe she was only on one. So it looks like we've actually skipped an evolution of boring and pointless that makes it to the end with Julia in your <laughs> eyes, not mine, not mine. Like I said when I was talking about her, I just think that she has kind of the perfect combination of you know ability, uh, desire, and you know you know grit. Those are the those three things on a first impression are good in Survivor. Her downfall could be making that a little bit too public, not being able to wear the shield. Because I think that she could come in a little hot. My fourth member um, is going to be who did I pick here? Is going to be Aurora. Aurora, this is the divorce lawyer that I just talked about. One of the one of the last ones. Uh, I I really like her. I I think as 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 this, this game progresses, she's going to be able to kind of sit back and kind of let things kind of go a little bit crazy around her and then just kind of meander her way into a position where she could she could make a run for it at the end. Um, the last person to round out my team. Oh, you had something to say? You don't like her? I was just going to
0: say, no, no, she seems... Now I'm talking myself into her. <laughs> always fickle, Devin. Um, she is. She seems like she could be soft-spoken and, and kind of be a beast in challenges and then just pounce sort of at the end and and start to like play a play a strategic game later um we'll see
1: yeah and so I'm a little this this one was tough for me um but I your last pick yeah this is my last pick uh I'm going with um with Lauren O'Connell soccer player from Baylor (sighs) um I don't know if she was in your top three sounds like she might have been reason I'm going with her is she said that she's going to bring three things with her on this island if she could a Bible, sunscreen, and M&M's. That tells me she is a woman of conviction, one that is practical and looks out for her long-term best interests, and she's not too caught up in things to not enjoy the little things in life. So I think another big three right there for Lauren. And that's my top five. We'll run it down real quick. Kelly is my yeah, MVP. Keith, Julia, Lauren, and Aurora. Aurora is also a solar design software, so that's a nice little boost for her. All right. One um, okay, I, I was
0: agonizing over having Lauren in mind, but I think in the interest of... And, and, and I'm not saying this to make myself look better down the line. I was leaning towards not having her, but I really talked myself into her with my compelling argument earlier. You talked me into her. Oh, good. Good job, Devon. Sales. Um, <laughs> I am... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take her out so we have two entirely distinct groups. No crossover. Wow. No crossover between Devin and Pat. So my my first pick, uh, and I'm gonna go in reverse order. I'm gonna reveal my MVP at the end. Mm. Um, my first pick, Aubrey. Huge, huge fan. Uh, excited to watch her play again. I think, you know, Game Changers. She got a little bit of a, a, a tough deal. I think people were kind of she she played two seasons back to back like very quickly so i think people are really like on to like the type of game she played uh, I, i'm into her i think her social games going to be really strong I'm i'm about it I, I i can't i can't wait uh to see her playing it. fourth we're going with big dick rick i got to believe that it's it, it's possible you know anything is possible even for a man that he has bit, a big uh, dick <laughs> i mean that's the only thing that you're going to hide behind that american flag of trousers that you got on <laughs> So we're go we're going with Rick. Um, the, oh, my the third asked. pick, the third pick I'm going with is Eric because uh, mm. I think you know let's grind baby let's go let's go get it you know he he's already got a good story um, so I, I know I'm gonna want to root for him his son's autistic so uh, he seems like he's got oh, a good shit. story he seems like he knows his place he's he's uh, he's not gonna oversell himself in any way shape or form so uh, I'm a fan the, the the two different tattoos maybe we'll get over it you know what I mean yeah maybe. I'm really going back and forth on these top two. I'm gonna go with what I had before the show. I'm gonna switch it up. So Stay number two, number two, I'm going with Chris. Huge fan of Chris. Um, I really, I really want him to be in the mold of of Malcolm and and Rob, if possible. I think it's probably gonna be more like Malcolm. Just, uh, I guess, mostly because of his age and whatnot. But I think you know that smart social game that's met with a flawed but very strong physical game as well. Malcolm was really strong in the challenges, but um, sort of like myself, like is, it was like kind of a twitchy dude and like could not do any of those things where you had to just like stand still for a while. So I want someone like that. I can see myself in to a certain extent. You know what I mean? I'm rooting mm-hmm. for Chris. I'm a Chris fan. Number one, like I said, New York Jews run the world. Julie Rosenberg is winning this fucking game. I wow. think I'm just all about it, man. I, I don't know. I can't even explain it. You seem very excited. Episode. I'm you seem very fan. excited. I watched this video. She's this, like sweet mom. I think she's gonna be this next season's like sort of fish out of water, rags to riches, whatever you want to call it story. I, I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm like girl power. I, 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 I just I'm excited to watch her play. I think she's gonna be able to play the mom aspect. She's gonna be able to. Be stronger than she thinks she is in in the in the challenges later in the game uh, when everyone else gives up because she's just got some strong willpower. She's my MVP. She's who I'm going with, and uh, I I couldn't be more excited. All right, all right. Uh, Party thoughts eight. Oh, who do you think is going to be voted up first?
1: That's what I was just thinking. I'm just trying to look at these tribes. All right, I'm just going to make it easy on myself. I'm going to say Joe's tribe is winning. That's the Kama tribe, which means the Manu tribe is losing. Sorry to give you my whole thought process here. Um, and then um, the War dog is going to piss everybody off. But then at the end of the episode, it's going to turn that they need him for a physical threat. And they are going to send home Reem. Reem from Fairfax, my girl. I think his first home.
0: All right. So my logic will be the same. It's going to be Wendy because, I don't know, she's going to fly too close to the sun. That yeah. is it. That is the first episode. Woo. It felt good felt quick. That was nice. I felt like I was talking the whole time. Damn, yeah.
1: Yeah. Right, well, that's I mean, you, that's you, what the you, people want. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you keep a bell around. I guess that's a
0: like Pavlovian thing to keep me in check. <laughs> uh, I'm going to Google that once the episode's done, and I'll give you my thoughts on whatever Pavlovian means at the beginning of next episode. Cannot Um leave. Episode airs tomorrow. Oh. 8, 7 Central. So watch it. Uh, get at us. If you haven't gotten your... If, if you want to participate... Uh, is this going up tomorrow, Pat? The, tonight, tomorrow morning? Yeah, it'll,
1: it'll be there for your podcast listening pleasure in the morning.
0: If you want to get up, uh, we're doing a little bit of honor system. Scoring doesn't start till episode two, so get us your picks, uh, your top five. Distinctly call out your MVP. Uh, tweet it at us. Uh, I'll, I'll tweet out the email address as well. Um, if, you, if you know us, get in touch with us. Um, until, until next time, we're so excited. Thanks for being on the journey. We got nothing for you. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, I was going to ring the bell three times. Damn it. Okay, bye.